0: Good evening, Mizzou fans. Welcome in to State of the Tigers, the show where we entertain you for a little while by talking about absolutely everything we can other than the ongoing Missouri basketball season. Uh, we will get to that with Drew King in just a minute. I'm going to bring Gerard Hamilton in a little bit later on. But as always, want to call your attention to James Carlton State Farm Insurance James is our sponsor for this show every week, and I just hit the wrong button, but I'm going to get his uh, his banner up here shortly, right there, James Carlton, top of the uh, top corner, uh, left corner of your screen, carltoninsurance.net is his website, you can get him on the phone at 314-961-4800, if you still use Facebook, facebook.com slash carltoninsurance, James wants to take care of all your insurance needs, I'm actually... Talking to him on Monday afternoon about taking a look at all of our policies and seeing if maybe he can save us a little money. I'm optimistic he can. Um, If he can't save you money, he still wants to give you a quote, talk to you a little bit about it, and help out Mizzou's name, image, and likeness efforts in the process. So certainly encourage you to do that. Business taken care of. We now have more business to take care of. We'll bring Drew King on to the screen to get some of that done. Drew, what's going on, man? How you doing?
1: Nothing much. Um, coming through crisp and clear for me, Gabe. So I, I like that uh, you got the new webcam going.
0: And um, well, the webcam, the new webcam's not yet going, but the new light. sees the signs, light. It, uh, I, okay. It, I should probably wear a hat. Um it might be a little bright for our viewers. <laughs> they they can they can handle the brightness on their screen. <laughs> Makes so, sense. You know some some of us uh some of us are follically challenged. Follically <laughs> challenged?
1: I haven't heard that before. Uh All right, Gabe's mic went out, so the webcam's working great, but the microphone's not. Um I can vamp here for a second unless he's got the mic working now. Hey,
0: Sort of. There you go. Now it is. Okay. Well, we'll see how long it lasts. I think I'm going to also need a new microphone. It's just going to be a whole equipment overhaul. I got a new core. I'm not sure it's working, but whatever. We'll go with it until I have to switch mics. So um, we're going to stick with this for now. Um, Like I said, hey, Missouri plays some basketball games. Uh, Rumor has that they play Old Miss in Oxford on Saturday. Whatever happens is going to happen. Uh, most of the team is injured. Is that correct, uh, what I picked up this morning from Dennis Gates?
1: Most of the team still injured. Um, you know, Jesus Carrello-Martin supposed to be back, uh, which he had to miss the, the second half of uh, last Saturday's game. We've got Sean East practicing minimally, and uh, they're going to kind of test him out over the next couple of days and see if he can get ready to go um i am no. I'm, I'm gonna guess no as well but you never know um caleb grill still out um dennis said that he's got kind of a setback with his wrist where like he can't finish a practice without it swelling up or him being in pain so that doesn't seem he's, ideal they've got three weeks left in the season why would he play at this point great question um and then lastly you got Trent Pierce who is still dealing with an ear infection still like can't fly to places because of the ear infection they're talking about like he might need a procedure to to help him recover from that which sounds like maybe he won't be back for the rest of the season um so yeah like just all around banged up they did have this whole week off so everybody should be a little bit fresher but um yeah it's it's still like hard times for the tigers yeah
0: started the season with 27 guys by the end of the year might be down to four yeah uh, he'll go full gene hackman and hoosiers my team is on the floor but look we're not here to preview the games and talk about the games there I, I mean we could but I, I don't know how many of you guys are here for that uh a, a quick basketball question though adam asked who mizzou will take with the number one overall pick uh i, I feel like that's how it should work. It, like. I don't really know how you force kids to go to a certain school, but there should be some sort of reward for being really bad to, to uh, increase parity. So
1: I, I actually think it's the opposite game. I think that there should be, it should kind of be like relegation in European soccer, where like the bad teams move down a conference and the good ones move up. Like that's what I'm more in favor of here. Um, But if, if they had to take somebody with the number one overall pick, um, why not like, you know, you know. Could you get like Caitlin Clark to move to the men's side of
0: the court? I wouldn't be bad. I I think it has to be Zach Eady for this team, though. Mm, yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, tough tough to
0: stop him. <laughs> yeah, I'd 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 be happy with it. Um, and and do uh, encourage you guys. Questions, comments, whatever you got, put them in the queue. We'll get to them. We will get to a form of relegation um, and changing. Uh, the way college basketball has always worked momentarily. Um, <laughs> we call this the the Drew King endorsed plan of hideousness in college basketball. We'll talk about it in a minute. But first, so I saw this like an hour ago on Twitter. Mm-hmm. There's a basketball, well, there's supposed to be a basketball game between Fairleigh Dickinson and Long Island University tonight, which is being delayed. I, it may have started since I saw this, but was at the time I saw it being delayed because the Fairleigh Dickinson players were stuck in an elevator from the court, from the locker room to the court. And there are firemen trying to open the elevator. So the Fairleigh Dickinson players can come out and play the game. Um, first of all, why is the locker room not on the same level as the court? That's the first thing I want. to
1: Yeah. I've, I've um, never
0: been a place where that's the case.
1: So I've, I've heard of places where like, you know, you got to go up and down stairs to get to the locker room. And so, you know, credit for Fairleigh Dickinson for having an elevator in that situation, I guess. But yeah, you're right. Like, it's kind of interesting that it's not on the
0: same floor as the court. I mean, the, the places I've seen, it's like six, like at Vandy, there were like six stairs mm-hmm. or 10 stairs. You don't need an elevator for that. You can take 10 stairs. So I've got to imagine it's a full floor.
1: Yeah, no, uh, uh, I I agree with that. Uh, My only guess is, like, they didn't build the gym wide enough, so they had to build the gym up, if that makes any sense. I
0: mean, I guess, but, yeah, but I I don't, I I, I guess it does. Uh, But... I'm not really, if I'm being honest, but I see what you're saying. Um, so, so before we get into like I'm trying to think of things that would be like more terrible, but you told me you have a story that, that relates to to this situation.
1: I do. So, my senior year of college, I uh, got assigned to the Texas Women's Basketball beat for the Daily Texan. Um, And the first story I ever wrote about them, I I just wanted to like go and introduce myself to some coaches and players. Right. So um, I I found out that they had taken a summer trip to Italy and I was going to go ask them questions about this trip. And so while they were out in Italy, um, one of their players, Ariel Atkins, who's an all star for the Washington Mystics now, she actually spent the first part of the trip in Tokyo playing for the Team USA Uh, like under 21 team. Um, And so she had been out there, she comes back to Italy, and she's in the hotel waiting for the team to come back from wherever they were at. And the players find out Ariel's here, right? And they all cram into this elevator that was meant for about five people, right? So there's 11 people in the elevator. Um, They get stuck. It's in the middle of summer. There's no air conditioning in the elevator. They're on there for 45 minutes. Right. And I I really tried hard to find the photo of it. It's out there floating in the Internet somewhere. But like everybody is like beaming in sweat um, and like you could see it's just like draining their faces um, and they also like you could tell they couldn't really like move their arms at all
0: because that's how close they were <laughs> to each other. So that it would be tough to play basketball if you couldn't move your arms but
1: yeah, way. absolutely. And like, you know, I, I'm I remember Brooke McCarty, she's you know five foot six, I want to say, like, right. and, and and is next to like some six foot basketball players. I couldn't imagine
0: like not being able to <laughs> move. So, so this brings up an interesting. I hadn't thought about this. Do we mm-hmm. think like the entire Fairleigh Dickinson team was trying right. to get on one elevator? And this is what caused because, like, I've gotten in an elevator and I see the signs that say like weight limit, mm-hmm. but I've never really thought about it. Just you, you put a certain number of people in and then the people waiting outside understand ah it's too many people there i'm probably not going to cram on with people i don't know but if you already know everybody on the elevator maybe just all 14 of them or whatever however many it is we're just like hey we're we're all going to do this
1: right maybe they were running late um and that's why they all crammed on i don't know it's a great question though i will also say like getting stuck on an elevator is my mom's uh, worst fear, like she's deathly right. claustrophobic, and so not being able to like see through a window, she's not a big fan of that.
0: Yeah, I know uh it, my wife feels kind of the same way about elevators. I'm trying to think. I kind of want to see Connor Vanover and Mabor Majak in an elevator. Like Connor Vanover might have to duck to get in a regular. Yeah. I don't know how tall those are, but.
1: I was the one at Mizzou. I think he like the top of his head would probably hit the ceiling if he stood up straight. So yeah, I mean,
0: freeway Jared with the suggestion that Mizzou Arena elevator malfunction might prevent Missouri from good next Tuesday when Tennessee comes to town. Now you know and I know that Missouri does not have to take an elevator to get from its locker room to the arena to the court. However, is it a valid excuse if things aren't going well at halftime? Maybe sorry, my guys are stuck in an <laughs> elevator. We can't play.
1: They were coming in just, from the parking lot. Yeah, trying to get downstairs, and I mean,
0: it's it's not the worst excuse they could come up with. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I'm sure there are probably better ones. I feel like we're kind of past the point where you can just go sorry, we have COVID. Right, like that was the that was the get out of jail free card for a long time, but Mm -hmm. I I don't feel like it works as well anymore. So, I mean, I don't know if Fairly Dickinson's any good or not. They had actual firemen there, so I don't want to say that Fairly Dickinson was making this up because I don't think they were. But right, it's maybe like our locker room doors lock from the outside and we can't get out, but then somebody could just come unlock it.
1: Right, (laughs) that's the issue. (laughs) Um, yeah. uh, like, everybody on the team suddenly has sore knees and, like, they don't want to risk it, maybe?
0: Yeah. I uh The best excuse, it wouldn't work for the players. But for us, where we park at Mizzou Arena, the best excuse is clearly that hill's so icy, I can't make it up. Yes. Because it's been... Like there've been some questionable times walking up and down that hill. I feel like that might actually be a valid excuse. Yeah, that's
1: a that's a pretty big risk for us if we're being honest.
0: All right, so we we've got Can I use that an ask. excuse to <laughs> Yes. Um I mean it, it is a little weather dependent. If it's right. like 46 degrees on Tuesday night and you tell me that the the hill is too icy, just, I don't think I'm gonna buy it.
1: What if I'm like, Gabe? Uh, it, it was leg day. The hill's too much for me this time.
0: Well, no, that's definitely not gonna work. I'll have some <laughs> names for it, but but you could be like, look, they were power washing the hill, and right, and all the water there froze or something. I I don't know. It, we'll we'll workshop it. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Let's see. uh All right, so we have some actual basketball questions. We will get to real quick. Uh, Connor wants to know, uh, is there an ETA on Caleb Grills' injury? I We talked about it a little bit. I, I think he's done. I don't think he's going to play again this year. Yeah, to answer
1: right? you, Connor, like, no, there isn't an ETA on his injury. Um, they said that they haven't shut him down for the season. But like you said, Gabe, it's going to be a big surprise if he comes back at this point. And unless, like, this is – he wants this to be his last season of college. Right. And, right, um, and, and this and is he going to, even if it's one right. or
0: two games.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I'd be surprised if he came back.
0: Um, Kyle wants to know, is there reason for concern next year? If Gates brings back guys like Kurt Lewis and Jesus Carolero. I mean, look, it's, I mean, it's his roster. If he thinks those guys can help him win and he can, he can certainly do it. Um, but I just don't see any situation where he goes into next season with fewer than two or three transfer portal spots available, right? Yeah, I I, I can't see him taking 14 scholarship guys into May.
1: Right. So if you're going to hold on to Kurt Lewis and and Jesus Carolero Martin, like you better have Hunter Dickinson coming in, right? Like you got to have that kind of star caliber player joining them. Otherwise, like it's going to take a couple of transfers to turn things around and you do kind of need to open up some roster spots. And so like it's, it's tough to for sure know whether those guys are, are going to be on the team moving forward. Right.
0: All right. So now we'll get to the real look guys, like we said, this basketball season is what it is. So, They're talking about, uh, I think, a little more seriously now than they had previously been talking about expanding the NCAA term. The only two people that I know that are heavily in favor of this are Dennis Gates and you. Dennis Gates is not on this show, so I can't. It's all life. Everybody else has. Everybody else has the correct opinion. So, because Dennis Gates is not on this show, I just want to give you. Whether it takes 15 seconds or 15 minutes, you have the stage first to try to convince me this is a good idea that they should add more teams to the NCAA tournament, and then I will tell you why you're wrong.
1: Okay, sounds good. So let me start by explaining why it's going to expand, right? Um, The Power Five commissioners already feel like they are not getting enough teams into the tournament. Next year they're going to. I'm gonna gonna write
0: this down so I can refute every point. Go ahead.
1: No, no, okay, no, and and I'll I'll agree with you on some of these points here, but I'm telling you how it is. Right, the big the Power Five commissioners already feel like they're not getting. That sounded like you were
0: talking to a four year old. (laughs) I know what you're saying, but I'm just gonna tell you why you're wrong. (laughs) Um,
1: Yes. Okay. So they, they don't feel like they're getting enough teams in next year. They're going to have even more teams. Like they're going to expand to 16 team conferences and they're not going to be happy when half of their league isn't getting in, right? Like they're not going to put up with that. It's going to put the selection committee in some kind of tough spots, maybe possibly like if you have to decide between UCLA and Indiana, like, and there's only room for one of them might be kind of tough. Um, So inevitably, like expansion is going to happen. How I would like to see it work is where you have both regular season and conference tournament champions get an automatic bid, right? And what that would do is add stakes to the regular season which it does not have now, right? Like Gabe, you always talk about the season doesn't really start till February for college basketball. Um, That's an issue. If you were to add some stakes to conference play where the number one seed, uh, the the regular season champion automatically gets their ticket punched, like that adds some drama to everything. Um, And then on top of that, if you were to, win your regular season and tournament championships, I think you should get um, kind of a buy in the first round of the NCAA tournament. So my ideal number would be um, 96 teams, right? You have 64 have kind of a play-in game, and then 32 uh, have that first buy. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Gerard. Um, but, hey, yeah. I
0: want to clear. I am writing these points out 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: um, but and on top of that, the reason I also think that the regular season championship should get an automatic bid is because it without it, it excludes a lot of good mid-major teams. Um, I wrote in my column today about North Texas, right? North Texas had a really good season, won 30 plus games, um, and didn't win the conference USA tournament, missed out on an NCAA tournament bid. Um but then went on to win the NIT, right? And and I think ended up with 35 wins on the season Um, and on their way beat an Oklahoma State team that was 20 and 16 and is probably going to be the type of team that gets in with whatever this power five commissioner's ideas are, right? Um, So I think that had it happened earlier, that's how I would, would have wanted to see it go. It's not going to happen that way anymore, Gabe. Like it's it's going to be how they did the NIT this year where only the Power 5 conferences get automatic bids and then everybody else gets at-larges. Um which I for the record am not a fan
0: of. You're talking about the NIT there? Yes,
1: that's how they're doing the NIT this year.
0: Okay. So you feel like your your case has been made? Yeah. I feel okay. I feel like about- Four minutes. Uh all right. Okay. Uh, real quick before before the reputation gets underway. Uh Freeway yeah. Jared said he didn't get his wife a Valentine's Day gift because he spent all his money on super chats. I don't know if she appreciates that, but we appreciate it, Jared. Yeah, we appreciate here every week and helping us. Happy Valentine's that. Day, Jared. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day to Mrs. Freeway, too. So tell her, yeah, tell her I hope she enjoyed not having a gift. Um, okay. <laughs> so I want to start this in order. Not okay. enough power five teams that's Mm -hmm. stupid i've never seen a power five team that i thought oh man i'd I'd really like to see that team that lost in the second round of the nit to eastern michigan i'd really like to see that that's no i don't want to see any more agree with you there too too much of our conference is going to miss the tournament maybe quit adding 87 teams to your conference piss off let the pac-12 exist let the other teams go back to the conferences they should belong in with thinking only of yourself and ruining many of the things about college sports, power five commissioners. So that's taken care of. Okay, so I'm on with board that. with you. I'm on board with your plan of if it, like if you tell me it has to expand, then I'm on board regular season champ is is, that's where it has to go. I don't think that's where it will go. Because your first two points are at direct odds with it, right? Like, there's never, ever been a Power 5 conference team that has won its regular season championship and not gotten an at-large bid to the NCAA Mm -hmm. tournament. Like, it doesn't happen. So all those teams are in. So they don't give a damn about the rest of the teams. They're not doing this to get North Texas in the NCAA tournament. They're doing this to get 17 and 15 regular Texas in the NCAA tournament. They don't care about North Texas. They'll talk nice like they do. And then North Texas will show up and they'll change the locker combination and shove them out in the cold and say, no, you go win the NIT that even fewer people care about. So if that was the way it was going to happen, I would be marginally okay with it. That's the only reason you can possibly expand. Now, you said if the regular season, if you win your regular season championship and the tournament, you should get a buy. Here's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. If you win your regular season and your conference tournament, you actually get to play in the tournament as double elimination. Okay. Now, I mean, I don't really want this, but as long as we're doing stupid shit and wrecking the best sporting event of the entire year, just, hey, if you win a both, awesome. You get double elimination because that gives you incentive to actually show up and play in the conference tournament, which I don't think anybody that wins a real conference actually has incentive. But here's what this all comes down to me. Has there ever in the history of the NCAA basketball tournament been a team that did not make the NCAA basketball tournament that you thought, yeah, they can win six games? Probably not, no. Ever. Never. We don't need more teams. It works great. It's And look, I agree. The regular season is meaningless. I am fully on board with give the bid to the regular season champion but they won't do that because ESPN pays $11 billion to carry all these conference tournaments. And why is anybody going to watch if it doesn't mean anything? Right.
1: So to your previous point about like, has anybody who didn't make the tournament, could they have won six games? The answer is no, but I, I also think that's only like one part of what the, what makes the tournament fun, right? Like, what makes oh, the it cool. final
0: four is the worst part of the tournament I agree.
1: yeah right and so like expanding it just means you're going to have more chaos right like you're going to see more Purdue's get taken down by a 16 seed um cuz like I, I wrote this in my column like you know the year that st peters uh made their big run to the elite 8 they didn't win the regular season championship that year uh i think it was it was rick patino's iona team
0: that won the MAC, the MAAC, that season, so, right? Uh, let me take a guess here, though. If we're talking about a 96-team tournament, that's probably what we're talking about, right? So that is four regions of, because it has to be four regions. It, you can't change that. It is the final four. It has to be four regions. So you're yep. talking 24 teams. So I think what you're actually going to get is the top eight seeds in each region are going to get a bye. So you're gonna have like the, you know, you're gonna have like the nine seed versus the twenty four seed or whatever. So I don't think we're gonna get to see any more of those. I I think you're gonna have like a sixteen versus a seventeen. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. But I mean, like it, it would still
1: be like North Texas going up against Oklahoma State in the NCAA instead of the NIT. Like that's still not a bad matchup.
0: That's an IT I, I, game. I mean, you don't still, like, <laughs> I mean, you can you can take the Sun Bowl and tell me it's a playoff game. Mm-hmm. But like it's if it's Sun Sun LSU and <laughs> it's 7 and 5 LSU and 7 and 5 Notre Dame, it's still the Sun Bowl.
1: No, and like, I'll I'll agree with you there. Like the last thing that I want is more matchups with middling power five teams, right? Like, I don't want right. more. Ole Miss versus who's, who's another team like Iowa Cincinnati. State? Cincinnati. Yeah, Maybe Cincinnati's like, good, I don't know. But. Right. Like we don't necessarily need more of that, but I do right. want a little bit more madness, Gabe, because I do think there's some really good mid-major teams out there who don't get their due because of how the process is rigged. And so uh, I'll make this point here. Um, that's why I think that, tournament should have expanded sooner i think that some of these mid-major teams should have pushed to get it expanded sooner because now like it's not going to go their way because it didn't expand
0: right and like kyle says a huge upset loses its luster when it's 500 lsu beating like (laughs) there's no such thing as a cinderella power five team right? right like when uconn wins the national title as an eight seed hey, that's cool. They did better than they thought, but it's still freaking UConn. Yeah. You know, so this doesn't – if they were going to do it the way you're talking about, I'd be okay with it, but that's probably not how they're going to do it. Uh, T-Rise really asked the valid question. How many teams have to get in for Mizzou to go winless the rest of the year and make the tournament?
1: Let me look. I'm That's a great question, T-Rise. I'm going to look to see where... I mean,
0: they're 145th Mizzou... one, or so in Ken Palm,
1: right? Now. Right. I was going to see if there's, like, other Power 5 teams that are lower than them. There, there would...
0: are at least five.
1: I looked them up the other day. There's okay. There's at least five teams below. So there's your answer, right? Like, how many Power 5 teams are there, like... 64 or something like that. Yeah, 60. So it would have to expand to 60 power five teams plus whatever mid majors
0: they want to include. So
1: probably 128. And
0: yeah, they're going to be. So if they double the tournament size, it is possible Mizzou makes.
1: Yes. (laughs) Which is is what Dennis Gates wants, by the way. I know.
0: We're talking about going halfway to that already. Like, are you on Ken Palm right now?
1: Yeah, I am. Okay, who's the number 96 Ken Palm team? Number 96 right now? Oh, not a Power 5 team. Akron from the MAC. That's what I'm saying, Gabe. What's their
0: record? Akron right now is 18-6. and That's what I want. 18-6 and Akron in the NCAA tournament. That just screams March Madness to me.
1: Hey, they're leading the MAC so far.
0: Well, good. Then they've got their chance to get in when the MAC turns. But that's the point, Gabe, like... Do you want less? Farley-Dickinson? Give me the closest closest Power 5 team around
1: Akron. Around Akron. Um, It is
0: probably
1: Indiana, number uh, 98.
0: Indiana fans are disgusted with their season. Like, Mm -hmm. they got blown out. They blew a huge lead to somebody. I'm not going to pretend I paid one second of attention to Indiana basketball. But I know they're disgusted with their season. They're something like 14 and 10. Is that right? I think so. Let
1: me look at the screen again. I keep flipping back and forth. Uh, they are 14 and 10 right now, correct?
0: 14 and 10, Indiana. Let's get them in, baby. Gotta have that. What a terrible <laughs> tournament. <laughs> All right. So feel free to uh, go in the comments, uh, guys, and let us know who's right here. And just remember, I signed the checks. Don't let that influence anybody's vote. But uh, uh, I, I
1: well, Okay. Like so, that. Gabe, I'm, I see a comment over here on the side. Can you can pull up Connor's? Uh, Connor's comment. Do you see it there? Okay. Okay. Yes. Jackson okay. State. I brought this up before. Like everybody's joking about how Dennis Gates said all these non-conference teams they lost to are going to make the tournament. I don't know if you've checked the SWAC standings recently, but Jackson state is up there. Like there's a chance that they actually are an NCAA tournament team. I'm just throwing that right. out there. Like Dennis Gates okay, might so- end up being right
0: about everything. Well, not about his own team. <laughs> Maybe some other teams, but not about his own team. But all right, I'm going to further prove your point wrong. Okay. Jackson yeah. State is, first of all, Jackson State has fallen to six and five and fifth in the SWAC. Ah, um, well, 10 and 14 overall. They're not making the NCAA tournament. But, but let's I say haven't for... looked at the SWAC standings Ooh, recently. Le- okay. But let's say, for argument's sake, that Jackson State wins the SWAC tournament, right? Mm-hmm. They go on a run and they win. Then under your amazing scenario where the tournament and the regular season champion get in, we put in 15 and nine Southern Southern's best. Ooh, Southern beat Mississippi state this year, 60 to 59. So good for them. Um, They lost to TCU by 33, Arizona by 38, Western Illinois by eight, regular Illinois by 28, Valpo by 12, Marquette by 37. Tulane by 24 they beat a thing called Wiley I don't know if that's a college or university it's not they a D1 some- college okay they beat something called Ecclesia this is the team we're stumping to get an NCAA turn.
1: again this, this is, is beat what we Mississippi meet. State game I don't know what to tell you
0: <laughs> I am there they're, they're nine like those- against a pile of Crap in their Look, other 23. Games.
1: They were one and six their first seven games and are now what are they 14 and three yeah. since then? Like it's a, it's a change of the season here. Maybe they had some Ecclesia, guys in the
0: Ecclesia and Wiley don't you can't have it. so
2: we're okay. <laughs> Gerard
0: on this break the time, man. break the time. Where are we at here?
2: Oh my goodness, y'all got me cracking up. <laughs> they beat a thing called Wiley. Okay. Um, Drew was making some great points early on. I'm not gonna lie, thank I was, you. I was feeling it, but then I'm a very logical person. So when Gabe starts spitting so his you're logic,
0: you're gonna agree
2: with me. When Gabe starts spitting his logic about how, like, once he said the Indiana point, like fourteen, when you say fourteen and ten Indiana, like you almost got me with the Akron part, the eighteen and six. Because I'm like, yeah, but then I thought about it, and Gabe said, then they need to win the MAC, and then I started thinking, well, yeah, they do need the MAC, and if they lose the MAC. I'm thinking, well, the Mac champions already enough. I'm not gonna act like when I watch the tournament, I'm thinking I want a whole lot of Mac teams in there, unless it's just like you know, crazy, crazy record. So I'm gonna say Gabe, Gabe edges you out just by a little bit, but I think you made some great points, Drew. Mm -hmm. But didn't it just expand not too long ago? Like like they they added
0: four teams about 18 years ago, maybe for the play-in games. Yeah. And I would get fired up for the Tuesday night play-in game between Alabama (laughs) A and M and southeastern texas tech that's oh, that's man. always a big night uh those weren't the, the team the, those teams are already in before though like
1: the teams that they added in no, yeah. were mississippi state and right. Pitt. right what this you know? what
0: this is really about is getting wiley college in the ncaa tournament that's, well no that's, that's not that's to happen <laughs> i'm already right, sure so, go ahead you don't think they can make it
1: wiley is an naia school from
0: texas uh, they're not going him to be the NCAA tournament need them in need enough teams to get wiley in all right uh so we'll finish crossover segment with this the the bet of uh, the the over under a couple weeks ago was what happens first drew wins one-on-one or mizzou wins a basketball game mizzou has not won a basketball game drew are you are you on a winning streak yet
1: so to answer the question no um okay Gerard and I have only played one on one once and oh, nice.
2: just the it's one so time. Nice. No, just the one time. Well, regardless, it was the one time. Well, well, I think I played like twice on the same day.
1: That's what it was, yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Um and Gerard hit like every floater that he threw up there. It was disgusting. Um
0: since then Drew yeah. Drew, have you considered making Gerard take an elevator? From the locker room to the court See, uh, before the one-on-one matchup.
1: That's a great idea, Gabe, because then, <laughs> then could I, stopped, could, I could be like, wow, Gerard's scared. He didn't even show up. He wouldn't. Right.
0: <laughs> By the time Gerard showed up, I'd already scored nine times. Yeah, it was nine exactly. Times when he got there.
2: We not, we not worry, Drew. We now,
1: not... I'll, I'll also throw out, you know not to ruffle any feathers but like Gerard Gerard's beaten me one- on one but only one of us has nutmegged the other in game and then hit a mid-range jump shot you want to guess who that was
2: Ooh, Well, I'm gonna well, guess
0: it wasn't him if you're bringing it up
2: oh well Gabe I'm glad he brought it up this one to be a funny guy <laughs> so this first game that drew it was a nice nutmeg I was I was on him he nutmegged me I'm not gonna lie caught it did a, a mid-range J and he won that game right? We were playing twenty one, by the way. I forgot who else we also were playing with. We, Chris. We were playing three more games of twenty one, and I won all of them by destroying them because Drew wanted to be a funny guy and used me to be a part of his highlight tape. Now look, so, congratulations! I, I,
0: I got to see the Drew King highlight reel. The, 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 that 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 is powerful, Drew King.
1: We'll we'll get it done, Gerard. We'll we'll bring the camera to one of these it up. games, but um. Listen, like there's been plenty of wins and losses since me and Gerard started playing together, but there's only been one nutmeg, Gabe, okay. just one. Okay. I'll put right? it down. That's that's all. I'll, that's all I'll oh. say about that. All right, yeah. man. Um, I also want to bring up because I know y'all are going to talk about this later. I, I um, can
0: I can just I can just leave here. You guys can finish this up. Tell me when you're done. <laughs> I'll cut it up on the podcast.
1: Well, because Gerard, I know that y'all are about to talk about NCAA football a little bit. Yeah. And so here's here's all I want to say about it, right? And I think the chat will agree with me here. NCAA football is one of the greatest sports video games ever created. There's a reason people still play it, even after it's, it's had this, you know, 11-year hiatus. Um, Gerard and I have played against each other in NCAA football, and I beat Gerard so bad that he's convinced that it's not a
2: good video game. That's how bad I beat him, Gabe. <laughs> Gabe, get him off the screen so I can tell my side. <laughs> listen, listen. He, he. I tackled his player on the ground. Not one of those, his hand touched. I tackled his player fully on the ground. The player got back up, continued running, and I think scored, and the game kept going as if he never. Once I seen that, that's all I needed to know.
0: M- Michael Dyer did that in the national title game one time. I
1: didn't have a knee down, no elbows. I, you I had the still, entire I body. No. Um,
2: no I also want to
1: I have a quote from Matt Stahl, uh, kind of a neutral party to the whole thing. He said, Gerard is talking real big given he's the worst NCAA 14 player I've ever seen pick up a controller.
2: Gabe, you see how he's grasping for straws to say he beat me. That's not a, anything. That's a, that's a professional
1: Bro, journalist,
2: Drew. I don't care. I was destroying both of you two on the court when we played two. I, Gabe, I bought UFC specifically for Drew, <laughs> and then proceeded to tap him out like four times in a row in a game I haven't played. I don't want to hear this, Drew. G- Gabe, is for this it is he subject, Gabe, it's time for football. You see how he changes the
1: subject, Gabe. We're talking about football. NCAA. Yeah, we're talking about football.
0: I thought this was real life UFC. I thought we had it. I thought I thought you guys had a, a steel cage match happening. So. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, everybody's asking for the Drew King highlight reel. So we're going to let Drew go to put together his huddle tape. Okay. And, uh, and throw it we're up. We're playing tomorrow. Side. So we might we might All have right. some clips to show. Report, report back. I'll send you guys the StreamYard link. You can do your own show. Okay. Sounds it's good. It's hugely awesome. popular. I have a good one all right so that's drew king i don't know what the hell that was for the last 20 minutes but uh it's not gonna get any better if i'm being honest uh because nothing's really happening in football so um in I've, I've got an ncaa uh football video game story i've not played this game in years and years but in college it was it was our thing uh this would have been like you know ncaa like 97 like we're not talking about the modern stuff but uh so my friends and I were hanging out at his apartment uh, out in South Columbia and we're playing this video game. It's like one 30 in the morning. We're playing this video game. All of a sudden, all the power goes out in the place. Everything's off TV shuts off, comes back on like two seconds later, game is still going game did not shut down. What happened was there was a tornado that knocked out the power in South Columbia. So, our, our video game made it through a tornado and did not get reset, and that's my proudest NCAA football moment.
2: You know, I wasn't I, – I just told you the time the game cheated me, which is when I was playing Drew a few months ago right. on terrible NCAA 14. It's terrible. Um, but I'll tell you a Madden story that still sticks to me real quick. Um, I was playing a mutton for those who – know it's Madden ultimate team you basically make your own team full of players from you know different rosters or whatever full of legends and stuff and i made it to the super bowl and this is madden 25 so when you get to the super bowl of it you're playing in metlife stadium because that was the other super bowl mm-hmm. and so when you're playing your super bowl it may not be the person online super bowl and so but everybody will know it's your super bowl because of the stadium it, it's a giveaway so I'm playing, and I forgot how many minute quarters, maybe like four minute quarters or whatever. But the other guy, I think he gets the ball first, and somehow he took one possession and used the entire half to score. So I didn't get the ball, which is near impossible in Madden. He scored. I didn't score on mine after halftime, which was basically my only possession, and he wasted the clock game. I felt like – my girlfriend broke up with me. Like I was hurt for a couple days in real life yep. because of how he cheated. Couldn't get over
0: it. That that was Kyle Shanahan's plan in the Super Bowl. He thought he was going to keep that ball for sixty minutes, never touching the ball. He was he was going to win 22-19 with a sixty minute overtime possession. Um. All right. Yeah. So, it, uh, but like you've you've played the old college football video games, right? Yeah. All right, so did you have, like, a team, or were you just, like, randomly just start up with different? I
2: I had one college football, and I can't even remember what year it is. Maybe it was, like, 08 or 09 or something like that. But I remember whenever West Virginia had uh, Steve Slayton and Pat White, because I remember the speed option, and that wasn't something in Madden games often, like the option thing. So I was running that thing to death and just racking up touchdowns with them. Um, But – I didn't have too many of the college football games, but that was a great duo.
0: Yeah, see, the only time I'm old enough, the only time I played college football, like dynasty mode, that stuff, that didn't exist. You just kind of played with teams, uh, like recruiting, all that stuff. That, that didn't exist. So the, the greatest football player in video game history is Tech Mobile Bo Jackson, and nobody will I've ever be it. that good at anything in their lives ever um So, all right, uh, we we did want to uh, open this up, and we, if you guys got football questions, kind of let us know what you want to know. We'll do kind of almost a, a mailbag, just just kind of answer your questions on football because there's not that much happening. Um, you know, recruiting is in a dead period. It, Corey Batoon, we assume he's alive. Um, you know, we haven't talked to him, so we don't know. Um, I, I we're trying, we're asking. Uh, it's not for lack of effort. Whenever we get to talk to him, you guys will certainly get to read those words. So if there are things you guys want to know about Mizzou football, um, let us know. Uh, we're going to start. I know Gerard's going to start some spring football stories and stuff next week. We don't really know when spring football starts yet. We know it ends on March 16th. We don't know when it starts. We'll probably find that out that morning and Gerard will hustle over cover practice. Cause that's the way things go. Um.
2: Go ahead. i was gonna say I'll I'll start off. So you know, any questions you guys have about you know spring ball? I just finished writing up you know some uh, storylines. You know, five storylines I'm looking at for uh, this. You know, spring ball whenever it starts, like you said, we don't really know, um, but that'll come out Sunday morning. So I'll I'll pick one of them and we just chat about that for a bit. I guess so. One of them is just say defensive ends. No Johnny Walker. Then defensive end number two, three, and four, really a crapshoot. I, I mean, they've got the, you know, Elias Williams. They got Jalen Brown, obviously Williams-Vanary and coming, uh, coming in. Then they've got some guys who were transfers last year, didn't play too much, but they had their moments like Joe Moore and Austin Firestone. Then you got the new guys to transfer Zion Young and um, Darius Smith from Georgia. Where do you kind of plug these guys in? Gabe, what's your guess? And I'll tell you what my guess of the top four DNs will be.
0: I I think it's Johnny Walker and a transfer. Um, I put in my mailbag, Darius Smith might be the guy that kind of surprises. But if I had to pick between him and Zion Young, to be the more likely starter. I would go with Zion Young right now. I don't really know why, just because he's played a little bit more at the college level than Darius Smith had, but dude, I want to, I want to give you credit. Like you got that roster on lockdown. That's when, you know, you've been covering a team for a minute is like, you can just start naming off guys, you know, like now the way they do it every year, it takes me like three weeks to get into practice. I'll show up, I'll pick one guy every year and like, I'll see him every day. And I'll go like, who's number 11. And you'd be like, did you ask me that the last six days? And I just forget him every time. So
2: Um, anyway, Um, I'll say, yeah, Johnny Walker. Obviously, I'll probably go Zion Young, number three. I mean, Williams Winery is gonna be on the two. He was gonna say, I was gonna say he's gonna be my fourth one, and that's only because we haven't seen nothing, you know. Just because he's a five star, I assume he's gonna play off of that alone. But you know, if he's not panning out, and I'm not saying he won't, but you know, if something's not panning out super early on. They may give him reps and then kind of take it back and yeah, because he's still going to play. Yeah, yeah, he's going to play.
0: I mean, uh, you don't in, in the day of free agency, you don't sign guys to big contracts and not play them.
2: No, no, no. I know he'll play, but I'm just saying. Let's say the first couple of games, he he's not giving what you right. want, or maybe you still need some season. Like Tristan Newton, he was the talk of spring football last year, and then mm-hmm. you didn't really see it through fall camp, through the season, and then towards the end of the year, he's defensive player of the week for the conference. So. It comes along. But Connor I actually kind of took a person I was thinking of, Ja'Kai Lane. I remember, you know, Definitely. talking to those you know, here in the summer, I was a guy they were kind of happy with, you know, obviously they want to see the development and stuff like that. But it's kind of a different year because last year we had the same exact question. Who's going to be – who are the defensive ends? Who, and now
0: they're first round or a defensive
2: end. Yeah. So the answer to that was moving a defensive tackle to defensive end and then just hoping that someone stepped up and Johnny Walker did. They don't have the luxury of the first part. I don't think they're <laughs> they're not gonna move. You know uh, who's it? a Mark a, Mar- Chris a Marquis or Christian Williams or anybody and say you know what you're gonna play edge. You're gonna play <laughs> right. edge now.
0: All right, so so let's run through some of these questions. Anthony wants to know: Do you think Mewis will get drafted? So I, I did a, a draft show with Eric Edholm earlier this week. Would we, uh, encourage you guys to go check it out. Um, Eric is is kind of an encyclopedia, but we we agreed. Darius Robinson, Ennis Raikstra, Chris Abrams-Drain, and Javon Foster. Guaranteed draft picks. Those four guys we know are getting drafted.
2: Not, no and hop, you, no hop.
0: Well, it, we put Hopper, Jalen Carlisle, Mevis, and Cody Schrader in the – do you think they get drafted or not? And we said two of those guys, maybe three. I Somehow I don't think they all get drafted necessarily. Um hopper's tough for me. Like he seemed for like a surefire draft pick last year, and maybe he will be. I just I haven't heard his name. He's hurt. I, I don't know. We'll see what's going on. Uh, but I to answer so of, of those four, because Anthony asked about this, but those four kind of what do you think?
2: Instant thought was Hopper. Um think Schrader can play his way into, you know, late round pick. You just – because at that point, people are taking flyers anyway. So right. – um, and then Mevis, I can – I can see it. Because for – I don't know, recently, does it not feel like kickers, just a little bit, are starting to get drafted a little bit more? I mean, Jake Moody for the Niners was pick 77, I believe. Right. And, and then
0: the, the Patriots took some dude in the fourth round, and he was awful all year.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not saying – it was it Ryland? Maybe, maybe, yeah, 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 Chad Ryland. Okay, so, yeah, maybe it doesn't work, but I'm just saying, as far as just getting drafted, maybe that's something. Although, I feel like if I was a kicker, let me be an undrafted free agent, but, right? I mean, let me, let me choose where I want to go, but, um, yeah, I probably, I, I don't, okay. the only one I, I feel no disrespect that I don't think may get drafted is Carlisle, although, again,
0: combine is going to be big for him.
2: Yeah, if they find out, like, if they're saying let's move you with the linebackers or we can get something, then it's a different situation. I'm just talking strictly as strong or free safety or wherever you want to put it back in the back pocket. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Ron Davis, what games are you looking forward to most the next for next season? It's easy for me. Is it Alabama? It's
2: Bama, Oklahoma.
0: Yeah. Easy mine my, my, which one are you looking forward to is always a road game just because like you know it's, it's something different right i mean look i'm not i'm not going to tell anybody that the umass game is the greatest game ever or anything but hey at least it's a road trip we haven't been to uh but but tuscaloosa the tuscaloosa the cool experience and it'll be interesting to be down there in the first post saving year um uh, but it's a really good place to watch a game it's, it's got to be bama i think uh because i've been to college station and I don't know, Tuscaloosa is better. I, it's
2: Oklahoma. Also, real quick, I've had people say like, "Gabe, don't send Gerard to to UMass or whatever." Like you said, I'm kind of like yeah. the game won't be all that great, but it's like I I don't ever get to go here.
0: Right. Go to Boston, have some some fresh seafood. Maybe the maybe the Red Sox still play. Be all right, man. Yeah, uh, Logan, do we know if the spring game will be televised? I think they all tend to be on SEC Network at some time, but the truth is we don't even know if the spring game is going to be a game at this point. I mean, it really kind of hasn't been the last couple of years.
2: Yeah, I forgot what last year's catastrophe was. Maybe it was too cold or something about people. Or, I can't remember. Yeah, year I, ago, I was like, in
0: Sacramento last year, and so they moved inside.
2: Yeah, they moved it inside, and even then it wasn't really a spring game. Right. It felt like kind of like a scrimmage type thing, but like a simulation where they, they would stop it and say, we want to do this, we want to do that. It didn't feel like yeah. it, it. didn't have a flow to it, basically.
0: Yeah, uh, Connor, can you talk safeties? Interested to see who will start mm-hmm. alongside
2: Charleston? Um, uh, that's a good one because I feel like that's similar to the defensive ends in the fact that like you have a number of options you can go to, but I don't know exactly where you're like... Pegging that person. I mean, the first one off the top is Marvin Burks. Um, or well, Trevez, Johnson and and Sidney Williams, the, the vets who played Sid, play. Sydney
0: Williams really played a lot in the in the bowl game. And I felt right. like the last few weeks he started playing a lot more.
2: Right, right. Um it's probably gonna be Travez Johnson now that I said it out loud, though, because I just feel like he was yeah. felt like he was, you know, safety number three or four or whatever, first guy off the bench type of guy, or starting all of last year. Um, probably not. But I would like to see someone, you know, maybe a Marvin Burks or Phillip Broche. These guys that they're they were really high on. Torches. Maybe you want to see one of those really talented guys get an opportunity. But we'll see. Yeah, uh,
0: man at arms. What about the DT? Seems like much more of a question than the defensive ends. Do you do we agree with that, or do we think defensive ends a better question? I'd have to look defensive tackle. I mean, we're talking. We know Christian Williams is there. I guess. What Chris McClellan, Marquise Gracial, Jalen Marshall? I, am I missing somebody that's in that rotation? Am I missing another transfer or anything? Oh, Sterling Webb from New Mexico.
2: Okay. Um, to be honest, I, I just kind of agree.
0: Looking at those names, I think defensive tackle is a bigger question mark for me.
2: Yeah, maybe on the, I don't know. I just, I think when you say McClellan, I'm instantly thinking plugged in. Like Williams, McClellan. That's how my – Now, obviously, like everything else, got to see what happens in spring ball and fall camp, all that other stuff. But I just kind of say, okay, top two defensive tackles. But defensive ends. I mean, you're talking about your pass rush. And the good thing about defensive ends is you have the options. I think when you're talking about defensive tackles, if you're saying like option wise, what do we really want to go to? Who's going to be our, you know, second string guys? Because second and first string with defensive tackles, we talk about it all the time. It's a, you know, rotation. They all play the same yeah. amount, so. Yeah. It and Connor
0: is. brings up Kai Montgomery's name. I, I'll be honest, man. It would surprise me. Uh, it Look, things happen. Guys surprise me. If he does, great. um, It would surprise me. He, let me throw out this name that I think we're kind of forgetting about. State Williams. Guy that redshirted last year. He could same. get a shot. You know, he same. can surprise us. Yeah, same yeah. One. Yeah, there's um, a lot of what. Like, if you just say Williams on the on the defensive line, you probably got to cover.
2: Yeah, Sam Williams. I mean, he was at least since I've been here, he was the first, uh, I guess, recruit signee or whatever. That drink was like, this is the defensive tackle we want to get, like the bigger guys that we can plug in for his continued, you know, his future tenure whatever you, you want to say. He was like, this is the that's the first time I heard him say we want a big guy like this to plug in. So yeah, maybe a Sam Williams um, gets that opportunity.
0: Yeah. Uh, Anthony wants to know better or worse than ninth in the STC. Here's a better question, I think, cause we have no idea, right? Who's better and who has a better defense next year, Missouri or LSU?
2: That's a good question.
0: That um, is a good question. I just thought of that. Just right on the fly, man.
2: Uh, I'll stick with Missouri. I, um, LSU have to pl- They have to. They have to do some some work with their personnel, and they also they're also learning a whole new system. What we'll see. I'm not gonna act like I know LSU defensive personnel right. like that. But when I remember last year, something was off, and that may have more so been on the defensive coordinator than the pieces. But they've, they they got to fix some stuff.
0: I'm gonna go uh, Missouri because I don't know what LSU schedule is, but I bet it's tougher than Missouri's. Yeah. I- think missouri is relatively easy when you're talking about um the SEC. all right last thing this was a big subject on the board uh we'll finish up with this you in favor or not in favor of nine SEC games
2: are we and we're doing the way what was it the the three common opponents or not common opponents but rivals
0: yeah i i think if they go to nine it'll be that but i mean You know, they're talking about – they've got eight SEC games. Uh, Chris Del Conte, the Texas defensive – or Texas AD said last night, I guess, hey, we're talking about it for like 25 or 26
2: going to a nine-game
0: schedule. Four or against?
2: I'll say, yeah. Personally, as a reporter, I'm not trying to sit through four games of I'm going to beat this team up for fun so I can look cool. I don't care. I want to get straight to it. Because what were we talking about this first month of the season? Like, oh, they're just playing, you know, regular team after regular team. We're
0: we're trying to get fired up for Boston College in Columbia in September. Season doesn't really start till October.
2: And Uh, when do they play Boston College? What week is that?
0: I think it's week three.
2: But I'm telling you, in week three, I I bet you I'll be excited for it because, like, at least it's a powerful. powerful Right. You've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, not
0: it's not going to be right no i i agree for the same reasons like look does it hurt your chances to win a national title you maybe lose another game sure but if everybody's doing it then then it doesn't hurt and i mean you know then then you can afford a loss and and we should be doing this for the entertainment of the fans what's more entertaining for the fans good games less murray state more South Carolina, I'll make that trade, you know, 110 right. times out of a hundred. So and I yeah, feel right.
2: like, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I also feel like, um, you know, teams and fans of teams, they seem to be more pessimistic when it comes to like doing something like this. And I'm a glass half full guy. So I'm thinking, instead of thinking oh, a loss could hurt it, you put that extra sec team on there and maybe you have a, one of those losses, you know, that's not good. But now you've beaten an extra SEC team right. and you feel good about yourself and you got that instead of saying, oh, it's an extra loss automatically.
0: Don't know. Right. Because what did, what did beating Middle Tennessee do for Missouri's season last year?
2: No. Well, it didn't do nothing. anything but make me look good. And I, I'll take that game. I'll, <laughs> I'll take well, it, that
0: one. <laughs> it made pretty much everybody else angry. So, uh, yeah,
2: it, it doesn't do nothing for those guys. All
0: right. Well, I got to say, man. I feel like Drew's getting shortchanged. I feel like we should bring him back on so you guys can fight it out here to end the show. But uh, Gerard got the last word. But, look, the last word actually always goes to our friend James Carlton, State Farm Insurance and in Webster Groves. Get in touch with James at carltoninsurance.net. Uh, we made sure to read his, read his information at the beginning of the show because if you've made it 57 minutes here with us, guys, you get – Man, way to go. Uh if you made it through all this uh madness tonight and uh and, and random talk, good for you. But carltoninsurance.net 314-961-4800 get in touch with James Carlton Insurance on Facebook. Like I said, I'm talking to James next week. Drew already has James as his insurance agent if you live in Missouri or Illinois, get in touch with him. Uh information ran across the bottom of the screen if you're watching on YouTube throughout um if you are still here, like, subscribe, comment, all those things before you leave. If you're listening on the podcast, leave us a nice review. Say good things on social media. Hang on. Here you go. Last word, <laughs> Drew. What you got, man? Um, I, I don't know.
1: Derod, what, what, what? what were you all talking about before? I, I just heard we could bring Drew back on.
0: I, said I just got, said I felt like you got shortchanged. You deserved the last uh, word here. Because, as if he
2: wasn't talking know. for the first 30 minutes, <laughs> I, I don't think he got shortchanged at all.
0: All right, well, you had your shot, Drew. No last word. All right, sorry. Rob took it over. Appreciate you popping back in. All right, (laughs) we'll see you all later. Have a good one.
2: Oh, man.